Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Greetings, fans of the esoteric, and welcome to Madame Magenta and the Arcati Killer, an audiobook by me, Madame Magenta. Also, my husband is here, Bernard. Yeah, I'm here hello. as well, yes, And hello. he'll be doing some of the voices to give me a break, I quite frankly. I yes. Dear reader, or it's listener, I suppose. I suppose it in is. In this context. Yeah. Dear reader, now look. I'm a busy lady. This might be a sequel, but I don't have time to insert chunks of exposition all over the place to explain what happened in the first book. It's perfectly fine if you haven't read or memorized the bloody thing, but that doesn't mean that I should have to interrupt the story every two seconds to explain things. I just won't. So if a dog starts talking to me in chapter one, I'm not going to casually remark to myself, isn't it funny how I can understand animals nowadays because that was the magical gift that my guardian angel Gabriel gave me as a reward for retrieving the ring from evil vizier a few months ago, a ring that was actually a device designed to control the legions of heaven in some unspecified manner. I reckon I've made a powerful enemy in vizier. Oh well, back to whatever I was doing before. Do you see what I mean? I won't do it. Does that make sense, Bernard? Oh, yes, it makes perfect All right, sense. Good. It sounds awkward and ridiculous, doesn't it? Yes. Although I might interject occasionally, but, but not that much. I'm not going to explain everything. No. Besides, what the hell was the point of me sweating and crying and just leaking in general over a typewriter to bring you the first book if no one makes the bloody effort to read it? Actually, though, I have removed it from Amazon. Ah. The so, first book. So they need to have listened to the, the, the first podcast. Yes, really. I removed it because it's a little um, un-PC. So the the edited, the, the PC version is in the podcast. Yes, so season one of this very podcast yes. is what you should be referring to yes. for book one. Is this already confusing? Well, I, I don't know. Oh, God. All right. Anyway, I understand you're probably a little busy. And that's why I've put together a few cheat notes on the next page. Alternatively, you could go and download the first season podcast. Go on, off you go. I'll be right here waiting for when you get back. All right. Cheat notes. Shall we have a flourish in between each of the chaptery things? Uh, sure, yes, right. if you like. Cheat notes. So we haven't actually started the book yet. This is all the bit before. Okay. The right. helpful... It's like in Jilly Cooper, she has a list of the characters, you see. Ah, yes, so you can picture everyone. Yes, and because she can't rely on her drunken audience to remember who the hell everyone is. I see. And it's very much the same so this will mine. hopefully help your drunken audience. Yes, exactly. Cheat notes. One... I think I might be partially responsible for the imprisonment of a chap called Vizier. Two, I can communicate with angels. My guardian angel is called Gabriel, not that one. He's absent most of the time, and even when he's not, he doesn't do much. This is because angels are utterly rubbish. Three, I have been able to communicate with animals since the business with Fazir. It was a gift from Gabriel. It is a rubbish gift. Four, I can communicate with ghosts, but they don't have much to say. They're almost entirely useless. Five, 
Ghosts, animals and angels aren't particularly interesting or helpful, just like people. Six, my current husband Bernard and I are very experimental in the boudoir. Not that it's any of your business. Chapter One. Who let the dogs out? What's the problem then, I demand, fixing the overweight Labrador with a stern look. Why don't you like him? Bobo ignores me, choosing to delicately sniff the hem of my patchwork caftan instead. Bobo, I start, a warning in my voice, only to be interrupted by his doggy tones in my head. You, Bernard, can you do Bobo? Right, I'll do Bobo. Right. Persil. How are you doing Bobo? I, I don't know, I haven't really got a voice from Shower. What sort of voice shall I do from Bobo? A doggy voice. Perso. Yes, that's better. He murmurs softly, a faraway look of concentration in his soft brown eyes. 60 degree wash, two days ago. Bobo's nose busily makes its way further up my caftan. Faint trace of damp. He continues, oblivious to my sighs of impatience. Left in the drum for several hours before being placed on the downstairs radiator. And what's this? Bobo, I snap. I don't have time for this. Your mummy will be back soon, and I don't want to have to tell her you've been a naughty boy. So come on, out with it. Why don't you like her new boyfriend? Bobo looks up from his work, but he's blatantly not listening. His mind is too full of the information gleaned from my clothing. It's like trying to make small talk with Sherlock Holmes when he's in the middle of a case. If Sherlock intermittently licked his own balls, that is. Pollen in the fibres. High traces of ragweed. Very unusual this time of year. And... Bobo continues, raising his head further, his nose twitching in the air. The pungent, garlicky whiff of Qatar. Hey, fever sufferer? He inquires sympathetically, furry eyebrows raised. Eyebrows? I use the past tense of eyebrows. Oh, yes. Well, I'll let's say that again. stick to the present. Furry eyebrows raised. Well, yes, actually, I admit. And it really should have stopped by now. It's the autumn, and I'm still sneezing like mad. Bobo reaches over and gives my hand a single lick. My heart melts a little. What a poppet. I smile and scratch his flat head, and Bobo's concentration immediately dissipates. God, yes. He coos ecstatically, panting heavily, tail wagging, head thrusting against my hand. Behind the ear, do behind the ear. Oh, that's it. Harder, faster, do the other one. Oh, lovely. I said do an impression of Bobo, Bernard, not yourself. (laughs) (laughs) A little inside there. I withdraw abruptly, spotting a bargaining chip. No more scratches until you tell me why you don't like Mummy's boyfriend. I triumphantly fold my arms. Come on, out with it. Sandra says you bark at him every time he comes round the house. Why? What's the problem? Bobo looks sulky. He flops down on the floor and rests his head on his paws. He smells. Bobo pouts childishly, or at least attempts to. Dogs have very thin lips. Of what? I demand. Of the lady next door. He smells of her cats. Her cats? Oh, he's been petting her cats, I probe. And also her vagina. Bobo states bluntly. He smells of sex. Dogs can be so crass. I put my head in my hands. This is a nightmare. Bobo belongs to Sandra. Sandra is one of my oldest and most lucrative clients. She's been coming to me for esoteric advice on her numerous problems for the best part of two decades. A year ago, I had no option but to reveal that her husband had been doing the dirty with a bunch of rent boys. They divorced as a result, and Sandra immediately flung herself into the dating scene to mend her broken heart-stroke ego. 
And now I'm going to have to tell her that the new boyfriend is porking the neighbour. Oh, God! And also... Bobo continues, nibbling at a paw. He pongs off murder. I raise my head from my hands. He what? The stench of violent death is upon him. Are you sure? The whiffy mists of cold insanity drift from his paws. The shade of his victim's death clings to his being. Bobo confirms, rolling fatly onto his side. Crikey, how alarming. Although on a positive note, I don't have to tell Sandra about her boyfriend's infidelity anymore. I'll just tell her he's a murderer instead. What a relief. Tell me more, Bobo, I say, reaching for my notebook and locating Inspector Eldris's phone number. Give me everything you've got and there'll be a biscuit in the kitchen with your name on it. End of chapter one. Gosh, straight into it. Thank you for listening to chapter one of Madame Magenta and the Arcati Killer. Tune in next week for chapter two. Bad boys, what you gonna do? That wasn't a question. That's the name of the chapter. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. In June of 2020, an amateur podcaster disappeared from the Carson National Forest while searching for the legendary Finn treasure. But he was adamant that he was onto something big. He was obsessed. He showed her some hand-drawn map to a treasure out in northern New Mexico. The subjective truth is part treasure hunt, part paranormal docudrama. Starring Addison Peacock as Graham Anderson, Back at home, I placed the box on the counter, and I just stared at it for a while. You'd never be able to guess its social impact on the human race by looking at its simplistic design. UFOs, ghosts, reincarnation, and liars. This is the subjective truth. Subscribe now. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.